creating, redeeming, and giving us life. In the beginning, there were plants with spores. Plants like ferns and fungi and algae. And we didn't have plants with seeds until quite a bit later in the evolutionary cycle. And today I'm going to be talking about plants with seeds. And I have to say that all I ever knew about plants with seeds I learned from a podcast by Tor Hansen called The Triumph of Seeds. And it's based on a book that he wrote. If you don't know what a podcast is, ask me later. But I also know that I'm in the company of some of you know a lot more about seeds than I ever will. So just forgive my uh, very lay person's talk here. Seeds are quite different from spores and they have five particular characteristics. And the first thing is that a seed contains, contains all the nutrition that a baby plant needs to get it started. So it's really like the baby plant comes with its own lunchbox. Thinking about an avocado seed, it's huge. Why does it need to be so big? Well, avocados were really rainforest plants. So if you think of a dense, thick, dark rainforest, the avocado sapling comes out of the seed, but it may have to wait weeks, months, even longer, for there to be some kind of disturbance in the canopy, perhaps a tree to fall, something that will allow light to get through and the plant to grow. So the avocado needs that huge amount of nutrition in its lunchbox to give it the time to survive in the rainforest until that canopy um, allows some light through. So seeds have all their nutrition packed into them, everything the little plant needs to grow. The second thing is that seeds have a defence system to protect the plant inside. So some seeds have spines. You think of thistles and cacti and those grass seeds that stick to your socks. Um, some seeds come in hard shells, like nuts. And some seeds have chemicals around the outside that um, protect them. And those chemicals have given us lots of things like spices and stimulants and pharmaceuticals. The third thing that makes a seed different from spores is that it gets its parent material by pollination from the two, the male and the female plant. And spores didn't need to have that process, but seeds do. The fourth thing is that seeds are built to endure in the soil. They are built to be dormant for days, for months, years, decades, or even millennia. In the 1960s, there was an archaeological excavation at Masada, a very important site in Israel, and one of the things they found there was um, a Judean date pit. Uh, It was a very important cash crop at the time and very delicious date fruit um, and extinct. But they found some dates with a little bit of flesh still on them and all the material was stored in their archaeological facility, But some biologists were given access to the dates and they were able to germinate them. 2,000 years those seeds had been dormant in the soil and yet they still had life inside them. Seeds are designed to recognise the conditions that they need to grow. So a mustard seed can detect the angle of the sun 
from six feet under the snow and know when it's time to germinate. Seeds can determine the wavelength of light coming through the soil so they know what the season is. Some seeds need to grow after a fire has been through and then they've got lots of space and all that nutritious ash to grow in. So this ability to be dormant means that seeds not only spread through travel, but they can spread through time. They don't all germinate immediately. And the last thing that I just mentioned, the fifth thing about a seed, is that they are built to travel. Seeds are meant to be moved from place to place. Think about those dandelions that you used to blow on as a kid and make the seeds blow away. There's pictures on the screen of seeds with wings designed to fly. The seeds of cotton are tiny bits of fluff that are designed to fly. And as I said to the children, fruit, the purpose of fruit is that we will eat it and take the seeds away. Or that animals will eat it and take the seeds away. It's designed to be tempting and to lure us to move the seed from place to place. Interesting thing about chilies. When we eat a chili, it's pretty hot. When a bird eats a chili, it doesn't experience it as hot. But the chili seeds slow down the digestion process in the bird. So the bird will fly further before it drops that chili seed in a new place. Amazing. Think about those grass seeds that get stuck to your sock when you're walking. Put up with them for a while, they're just a bit scratchy. Get a few more, you keep walking, you think, no, I'm going to take this out. What has that seed done? It's made you walk a bit further. Instead of dealing with it straight away, you just walked a bit further and the seed's achieved its purpose. It's travelled. Why do nuts have such hard shells? Well, nuts hard shells co-evolved with the teeth of rodents. And as the teeth got stronger, the shells had to get harder, and as the shells got harder, the teeth had to get stronger. So rodents want to eat the nuts, but the shell needs to protect the plant. So just like us in the fruit, the rodent will come to a place where there are delicious nuts. But they know that they can't stay there and eat them, because it's going to take them ages to get into that nut. And who's waiting for them at that plant? All of their predators. The birds of prey are looking down thinking, here's a great source, there'll be some rats coming here, I'll just wait. So the rat has to run away. It has to grab the plant, the nut, and run away to another place to eat it. Mission accomplished. Seed dispersed. Sometimes, like the squirrels, they bury their nuts and forget where they are. So once again, the seed has travelled and it ends up in a new place. In today's Gospel, Jesus called some of his first disciples, and he said, put down your fishing nets and pick up your suitcase. I want you to disperse. I want you to travel. But first of all, I'm going to fill up your lunchbox so that you can plant seeds that are packed full of all the nutrition they need. So he began filling their lunchbox with the word of God. He lived it. He talked about it. He explained it to them. 
He showed them without needing to explain. And he lived his own life filled with the fruit of the Spirit so that he became tempting and alluring for people. They wanted what he had. They wanted to be with him, just like the fruit is tempting and alluring for us. And people took away from Jesus the seeds of life. And he called his disciples to be the same, to be people who were alluring, people who others would come to so that he could give, they could give them the seeds of life. So as this year gets underway, let's keep our lunchboxes full of nutrition, full of the Word of God. We come here partly for that purpose. We come here, we say scripture in our liturgy and our songs. We listen to scripture in the readings. We hear it expounded in the sermon. But we can do that work at home as well. We can read. We can listen. We can pray. We can say those words. Keep your lunchbox full of the word of God this year. Be a disciple who is alluring because we live by the fruit of the Spirit. We need to keep practicing that. And let's be deliberate this year about sowing seeds. We're all travellers. We'll all be going all over the place, all over the world, some of us, this year. Think about that. Think about being someone who takes seeds to other places. It may just be to a group that you go to or a person that you meet regularly at the shops. But be a deliberate seed sower, knowing that your seeds are packed full of the nutrition of the Word of God. And let's live our lives each moment, each day, filled with the Spirit. And allow the Spirit to be lively in us so that our seed will be full. For some, it might be a hard nut to crack, the seed that we sow, and it may take a long time. Our seeds may be dormant and dispersed through time. They may not you know, germinate straight away. Who knows? That's God's work. Now that's easy for me to say. Easy for me to say, do all those things and be all those things. And a bit like New Year's resolutions, easier to say than to do. So I want to finish my short homily today with um, a challenge from a young person in this little video clip on the screen. Because we can't always be who we'd really like to be, but we just need to pick ourselves up and start again. I have a problem with New Year's resolutions, not because they often fail or because they're too difficult, and not because I'm bad at them either. I mean, I've only been in love for four years. No, I have a problem with resolutions because people think that that's it. It's for one time to change.
Oh, yeah.